Good morning and welcome to another episode of Breakfast Theology. You're joined by the dynamic trio today. Because uh, <laughs> it takes three of us. <laughs> yeah, it takes three of us to put together one competent sentence. <laughs> <laughs> we put all of our, our brains together, something halfway decent comes out sometimes. Yeah. Remember that time we tried brainstorming? And all we got was partly cloudy. <laughs> I didn't know where you're going with that, but I liked it. I was about to say no. I don't remember a time when we brainstormed. <laughs> so the uh, dynamic trio consists of uh, myself, Josiah Kane. We got Chuck Jones in the hot seat across the table. We got Isaac King here as well. That's right. Say something funny. Something funny. Hmm. <laughs> a little disappointing, to be honest. A priest, a pastor, and a rabbi walked into a bar. And the bartender said, what is this, some kind of joke? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, today, uh, we're not just telling jokes. We're not just ranting about meaningless things. We're actually continuing our series. Um, Christians say, what? And uh, today we're talking about uh, have a blessed day, which is a uh, one of those phrases like Lord willing that we uh, sometimes just tag on to the end of things, especially emails between Christians. That's like, oh, yeah. God bless you or have a blessed day. You know, that's like the best way to sign off on an email if you're a Christian. You know, that's, oh, like, yeah. that's how you know someone's a Christian. <laughs> you know, that's the covert Christian mm. email sign off. Yeah. <laughs> but it happens all the time in normal conversation too. Where, um, and in fact, I think I got a text this morning. Oh no, it said have a great day. But I thought I got a text this morning. Someone had said have a blessed day. But mm. Have a great day. <clears throat> well, I would, but I got other plans. <laughs> it's like a cashier's like, have a good day. Don't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> I saw one time when one of my cashier coworker friends said, your total today will be, you know, whatever. And the guy responded, well, what will it be tomorrow? <laughs> he sat there in the for a while. Like, what do you mean? It's like, well, my total today is 70 bucks, but what is it going to be tomorrow? So, have a blessed day is an interesting phrase because what in the world does it mean? (laughs) It's so, like, nebulous. It can feel like people use it to mean all different kinds of things. I'm thinking that it's the same kind of a phrase (coughs) used for greetings or salutations. Mm that really is not mindful. Mm. How are you? What you up to? How you doing? It's just something to engage somebody else. To start or to end. Yeah. And I, you know, it's like uh, Crino, Christian in name only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, as it's like, you know, how are you doing? Or like, what are you up to lately? Like, those kind of things are more of a tool in social conversation rather than the actual words themselves 
like the actual words not really having meaning it's just like what you're doing in the conversation with them more so and yeah I think you're right that sometimes have a blessed day as part of this like those framework structures and tools for social conversation that lose their actual meaning in themselves sometimes. yeah you used to have a friend who would answer the phone how can I bless you today right yep <coughs> but you see like that that seems more intentional yeah it does it's more uh, open-ended. Yeah. Because you would. It's also very personal. It's like, how can I personally help you? Yeah. Right. Um, instead of just like this general statement over someone's life. <laughs> yeah. Which is, it just sounds a little presumptuous too. Yeah. Well, if somebody says, have a blessed day, ask them, in what way are you talking? Hmm. That's not going to be a question most people are prepared to answer. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I thought we were done talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe people feel like it's like some kind of Christian pixie dust you can throw over a conversation. Yeah. Like, now it's, I don't know, God-filled. Well, yeah, whatever. and the, the same thing goes. I'm, I'm seeing on Facebook, I'll be praying for you, sending prayers and hugs. Mm-hmm. It's better than sending good vibes, I guess. That's true. <laughs> yeah positive thoughts like okay two and two is four (laughs) (laughs) so what did you just someone just said something that really sparked my mind and then Um, now it's gone I'm getting too old for this old timers (laughs) (laughs) Chuck just called me an old timer (laughs) Uh, we were talking about how the words themselves kind of have lost their meaning sometimes. Magical pixie dust you can throw over a conversation to make it God-filled. Uh, kind of these more empty phrases you can see on Facebook. like Oh, yeah. That. That's it. So, to your comment about I'll pray for you, you know, it's along those same lines of a very normal Christian thing that just comes out of our mouths. You know, like, yeah. Someone tells us something hard, they're like, oh, I'll be praying for you. But how often have you actually followed up on that claim? Yeah. Which is why when someone texts me with a problem as a pastor, I stop what I'm doing and say a prayer Mm. and, you know, bring to God what's the trouble. And I say, I just prayed for you. So that makes me get it done, you know, because there have been countless times yeah I said I'll pray for you mm-hmm. and I never did <laughs> or like I'll keep praying for you and like it's a situation that's ongoing and I completely forget about it you know like yeah. there are just so many times we do things as people in general but then you still take the credit for it when they say well thanks for praying yeah mm. yeah oh no problem <laughs> Literally, no problem because I didn't do anything. <laughs> there was not a single problem I had about it. <laughs> yep. Well, you know the thing about making a promise that it's better not to make the promise than to make the promise and not keep it. Mm-hmm. Right. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm-hmm. Anything beyond that is evil. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's okay to make commitments. Yeah. And it's also okay to not make them. Yep. Yeah. And you should just stay that way. 
if you can help it. But if you want to look nice to people, which may be a trap in itself, being nice mm. isn't always the right way to go, but right. that's another topic. Right. I want people to think good of me. I want to be held in a little higher esteem by people. Right. Well, that's a trap in itself. Jesus accused the Pharisees of that very thing. You have your reward in full if you seek it from men. Yep. Yeah. And that's not much. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, you know, the have a blessed day, not always, but sometimes that can be used to be like, yeah, look, I'm a Christian. Yep. I'm, I'm good. Kind of feel to it, mm -hmm. you know. Even though it's a very mild case, there's a little bit of perhaps a deception going on of trying to present yourself maybe a little differently than you are. Yeah. yeah. You know. So the, the Greek word used for blessing or blessed is uh, makar eos. Of course, you know, depending on the sentence structure, that's going to conjugate differently. But right. that's the root noun, makareos. And um, I like the definition um, where God extends his benefits, hmm. his his grace onto people. His favor. His favor. Yeah. Which is kind of different than what I think I traditionally saw blessing as where a blessing or being blessed was a specific one time thing you received. You know, like hmm. um, yeah. I got a new car or what have you. And that was a blessing. Yeah, that was a blessing. God blessed me. But I think there's a more general way for God to do that where his favor just extends to all areas of your life. Hmm. And I think he promises us that as his children, right? Yeah. Right. Doesn't a son and a father, even in worldly standards, a father knows how to give a son good gifts? Hmm. How much more will your heavenly father who is perfect, you know, yeah. and loves you to an extent that no he no earthly father could, how much more is he going to look out for you? Yeah. You know, you saw about that good favor with you, this continuous process. I thought of the story of uh, Joseph. You know, how a lot of bad things happened to him when he was put into Egypt, but then mm -hmm. God is with him and showing favor throughout the whole way and preserving him and getting all the way to the point of being pretty much the second most powerful person in the world at that time. Yep. Not that God's blessing means necessarily material um, or worldly, for lack of a better phrase, benefit or wealth, but sometimes it can. And that was his case, for sure. Mm -hmm. After a lot of struggle and pain, <laughs> but still came. Yeah. Well, they had the state tournament, a wrestling tournament in Detroit. I think it was Detroit at the Caesars Palace. You know, and some guys won first place. Can you believe it? <laughs> I don't know who they were, but you know, you don't get to that point by reading about it. Right. It takes a lot of effort and energy, practice and endurance 
been, uh, I would say, suffering to get there, to put your muscles and your body through all that is necessary to be able to compete at a level like that. Yeah. I know it's only high school, but still. Yeah, still. Yeah. And I think what we often get with the word blessing is we often get confused with it's only for good things. Yeah. Right? But God's favor extends through even bad circumstances, which I yeah. think is where people can easily get derailed. Maybe the word pleasant might be good. You know, that blessings only are pleasant things. Right. If God's favor is on you, then your life will be comfortable. Right. Or pleasant. Or uh, filled with nothing but sunshine and lollipops. Candy. Lollipops. Yeah. Yeah. Rainbows. But when Paul was on a shipwreck. Good morning. When Paul was on a shipwreck in the middle of the ocean. God's favor was still with him. Yeah, and that wasn't very pleasant. When Joseph got thrown into prison after he got falsely accused, God's favor was still with him. Yeah. You know, when... I'm good, thanks. When... I mean, there's like thousands of examples. Yeah. <laughs> there are yeah. all, all of the Bible where people are in hardship. The most iconic, when Jesus was being crucified. Yep. When Jesus was being crucified, God's favor was still on him. Yeah. Which is just totally different than what we think probably when we say, have a blessed day. Mm. We think, may God's favor do good things for you. You know? Yeah. I want you to make more money today than you did yesterday. I want you to get more, more sleep. Happy. Yeah, be happier. You know? Yeah. Totally not what it means to be within God's favor and blessing. Mm. Of course, God's favor and blessing can bring about those good things, and he wants to give us good things. Be right back. Do you guys need coffee? Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. Thanks. You want another water? I think I'm okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, I have water, please. <laughs> She's talking to you, not me, huh? <laughs> I just answered for you. A certain scripture I want to look at is right near the beginning of the Bible, the very first blessing we ever see. Uh, in Genesis 1, 28. Um, this, of course, is like the creation story. And, you know, God made in seven days everything and rested on the seventh day. And he made humanity. And this is a blessing that he gives to humanity. And I think it's supposed to shape our understanding of what a blessing means. Because, again, Genesis was the start of not only creation, but the start of God's ideal and God's teaching and God's ways. So we can see a lot of things root back to Genesis. And I think blessing is one of them. <clears throat> it says in verse 28 of Genesis 1, And God blessed them. And God said to them, so this is what the blessing in God's mind was, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And it goes on continuing saying, I'm giving you all these trees and plants for food and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I think something that good to note here. Thank you. And I just Thank need you. to sign the top copy. Yep. You guys need to go coffee or anything? I think we'll or be more okay. cream? Uh, I think we're good. I'm okay. Thanks. And I'll bring the water around. Thank you. I think what's interesting to note here is that these are 
for the most sense, pleasant, good things for Adam and Eve. But they weren't just gifts that they received without any involvement on their end. You know, these blessings that God gave, uh, you know, he's promising that they can be fruitful and they can multiply and fill the earth, but they have to obviously take their part in that. And, you know, to have dominion and rule, uh, that's still a work required of you. So I think sometimes when people also think about having a blessed day or having God's blessing, it's kind of like this passive gift, like receiving a Christmas present that you just take and enjoy without having to do anything, follow up with it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, God's favor, as we talked about, a lot of times God's favor is there when we are obedient and doing what he asks of us yeah. with the blessing he gives. We're not free from the responsibility of, right. of obedience. Yeah. No. Yeah. But many times God's mercy which is him showing him, us favor when we don't deserve it, mm. supersedes our mistakes, you know? Yeah. God blesses us even when we don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. That's true. We Forgiveness th- is a blessing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Perhaps one of the greatest. Yeah. Salvation is just forgiveness, isn't it? Forgiveness of our sins, the... Yeah, you, there's other words you could throw in there, like redemption. Right. right. Yeah. You know, I think of uh, you know the story of Noah, how God was going to wipe out everything and start new, and He blessed Noah with the opportunity to be a saving remnant from that. Like He was saved from that, but Noah still had to go and obediently make a boat for years and years and years and do all this work and trust God that water will come from a place that it never came from before until that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was still, it was a two-way street, in other words. Of course, our lane is much smaller than God's lane, but there's still a two-way street mm-hmm. of, of this involvement and blessing. Of course, one of the most popular verses for the word blessed is Matthew chapter 5. Mm-hmm. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Blessed, or blessed, however you want to say it. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Hmm. And so this is where we see that idea of Good things don't necessarily mean that God's favor is is on you, and bad things don't necessarily mean that God's favor has left you. Hmm. Our, oh yeah, you look at that list. Yeah, there's hunger and <laughs> thirst. There's persecution, mourning, mourning, poor, like those who are poor. Yeah, poverty. poverty. Yeah, you know, and nobody wants those situations. Yeah. 
what Jesus said is fortunate for those that are there. Why? They'll be filled. They'll be comforted. Yeah. They'll see God. They'll inherit the earth. Yep. Which ties back so well all the way back to Genesis 1 and when God's first ideal of a blessing was to being fruitful and multiply and have dominion and rule. Mm -hmm. So those that... What you mean the poor in spirit are the ones that will be fruitful and multiply? Yes, because here's why. You mean those who mourn are going to be fruitful and multiply? Yes, because, you know, neither was on. You know, it's really profound. Yeah. So... What do you think is the proper way we should say have a blessed day? Should we get rid of it altogether? Should we change it somehow to have more intentional meaning? Yeah, I think we did bring up something a while back that I thought would fit in there instead of blessed. Have a blessed day. I can't remember what it was. (laughs) May you live out in obedience, uh, God's call on your life, and may he show favor on you. Have a believing day. (laughs) Honestly, that might be better. Have a mindfully God-filled day. I I think a part of what needs to happen, I don't know if there's a short way to say it, but what needs to happen is that our minds need to be focused on God focused on his provision focused on his uh, goals and purposes and commands and his love and if we're doing that then we are blessed right that is what blessing is is reliance on God and clarity of what he wants to do you know maybe a a phrase that we could use instead is use today for God's will Mm -hmm. I understand the sentiment behind have a blessed day yeah like I want your day to be happy and good which is totally good like, yeah it's, it, it's, it's not a bad thing to want someone's day to be not strifeful and yeah all of that but I don't know if blessed is the right way to say it I mean yeah you want God's favor over someone's life right but there's very few times that where people are giving blessings or cursings in, in scripture except for s- specific circumstances you know right right so you know maybe you still want to you still feel completely fine saying have a blessed day to people but maybe maybe you just are more intentional about what that means when you're saying it you yeah know? think about it think about it you will give an account for every idle word that you say mm. Jesus said and your words will either condemn you or justify you. That's a terrifying thought, isn't it? Yeah, you got loose lips, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well I said. Just, when you said idle words, it just made me think of like someone going, like idling, like a car with oh. their lips. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Your brain on idle. <laughs> Uh, I also want to pull up another scripture. Please do. Uh, in the Old Testament, about this continuation of 
God's blessing in different spots. And, you know, you talked about you don't see a lot of people giving blessings. It's not like this super normal thing. Uh, and here's another good example of one. Numbers chapter 6, verse 23 uh, through 26 here. Um, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall be, thus you shall bless the people of Israel. So there's a blessing of the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Um, that really shows an idea, you know, God's face being upon you. He's looking towards you. His favor is with yeah. you. Um, and giving things like peace and grace. Um, In Hebrew, the word blessing comes from the root to kneel. Because hmm. traditionally, when you receive something... Oh, that's okay. Thank you. When you received a blessing, you knelt you know, to thank someone. You know, to, mm. to prostrate yourself before them and gratitude and I think that maybe like before the king or something yeah, that gave yeah. exactly oh, yeah. to bow you know to, to just show respect and I think taking that kind of mentality too into a situation like this where yeah. God is turning his face towards us we should bow down in honor of him right in return because who are we for God to even All look towards us yes indeed you know there are I like that. Trillions of stars in the world. Mm. Or when I say the world, I mean the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Our plan is a lot bigger than we thought. <laughs> there, are, there are trillions of stars, millions and trillions of worlds. And he knows them all by name. Mm. And he knows you. And he knows the hairs on your head and what's in your heart. Mm. And he cares about it. Not only does he know it, but he cares about it. Yeah. You know, I know lots of things I don't care about. Like, I know there are <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight coffee carafes I can see right now from where I'm sitting. I don't care about that. <laughs> you know? Right. But God sees all of us and He cares about it. Mm. And that is His favor in some sense that we are considered by the Creator of the universe. Right. Right. Who is man that you are mindful of Him? Yeah. Just a lump of dirt. <laughs> that God, for some reason, made in his image and made as this kind of pinnacle creation that yeah. connects him and just the earth and nature and creation and uh, works with us despite us totally messing up with the authority and dominion that he's given to us. And yeah, just the fact that he's still even our, like we're still not just a floating dead rock in space in itself <laughs> is yeah. amazing. There's one last thing I wanted to mention. So Jesus was washing his disciples' feet. And he says, I'm giving you this example. No one's greater than his master. And I want you to do the things you saw me do. And if you know these things, you're blessed if you do them. Does it really say blessed? Yep. Hmm. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Hmm. And that's where I think 
it's so presumptuous of us to in some cases when we have no idea what the other person is like or what they're doing you know to say may God's blessing fall upon you mm. when they have no intentions of any obedience you yeah. know following through on what God says and what Jesus commands us right. but it's clear here that whether I say have a blessed day or not and you're walking obediently with Jesus you will Right. You know? It doesn't go by your command. Right. It's not like they're like, oh, thank goodness you said that. I've been waiting for someone to say that. (laughs) I do think there is a place for us to pray for people. Yeah. And say, God, I really want you to show extraordinary favor to this person. Mm -hmm. Perform a miracle in their life. Mm -hmm. Call them back to you. Mm -hmm. And pray that their heart walk obediently with you. You know, like, that they're transformed. That your blessing falls on them. Right. That they find your favor. But that's that kind of intentional naming of someone and uh, asking God for some kind of work in someone else's life is way beyond the have a blessed day at the end of a sentence. Yes. Yeah. Or at the end of an email where it's like, it's like, Oh, yeah, we need to order more paper for church. Have a blessed day. (laughs) You know, like, that's totally meaningless. You know, it's just a salutation. Yeah. But God's blessing is way deeper than just a salutation. It's it's an attitude of thankfulness from us to him Mm -hmm. is one way that blessing is used. Bless the Lord. How do you do that? You worship and honor him. Right. And a blessing on us from him is his favor on us. Right. Well, I think you could take a phrase or two from that blessing that you, God gave to Moses. Mm-hmm. Instead of have a blessed day, may the Lord's face shine on you. Yeah, right. Right. I have said that before um, when people sneeze. That's true. I, I was actually <laughs> thinking about that when I read the verse with Z resp- responding in that way whenever like I would sneeze. Instead of people saying, bless you. And you know, I said, may the Lord's favor shine upon you. Or may the Lord's face shine upon you. Yeah, I remember that. Which, uh, obviously, is just kind of fun because it's not normal. Yeah. But it makes people think. And they're, like, <laughs> and they're like, huh, wait, what did you, what'd you say? What? Wait, what did you just say to me? Yeah. <laughs> Christians yeah. say what? Christians say what? What did you just say? Yeah. So... I think just be sincere with it. Um, you can use it in prayer, obviously. I think that's the best place for it. Yeah. That's the same thing we said with Lord willing, too. You know, yeah. when you're saying these things, have the meaning behind them that they require. And then I don't think you'll go wrong from that. No. Yeah. Know what you're saying. Yeah. Be yep. responsible right. for your lips. Yeah. Yep. You know, this and Lord willing are both kind of maybe two sides of the same coin or two different approaches to the same issue of, yeah, knowing knowing what you mean. Yeah. Measuring your words is never a bad thing. Right. Well, I, I hope that uh, this inspired you to think a little bit uh, about what you're saying. And uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of Breakfast Theology. We really encourage you to send us an email 
breakfasttheology at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Send us some topic ideas. Uh, write a comment. Criticize us. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> anything. Yeah. Anything would bless us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll catch you guys later. Bye. May God's face shine upon you. <laughs>